You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. I'm on Instagram some more, but I don't really do social media that well. Um, if you haven't subscribed to the show, subscribe to the show. If you could read a review, read a review. If you want to be on the show, this is a call and advice show where I give total strangers my unprofessional advice. It's also been, it's also is or has become a place where people call in to talk about their secret lives and their naughty lives. A lot of times for the first time. Uh, because while remaining strictly anonymous, I change everybody's voices. So if you want to be on the show, talk about maybe a problem, get some unprofessional advice, or you have a secret life that you want to talk about for the first time, while remaining anonymous, like I already said, <laughs> send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you want to talk to me, but you don't want me to air the episode, right? And you want to remain really, really anonymous, you could do that too. There's a fee for that. Send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com and I'll give you the pricing and let you know the details. Uh, today, I have a guy named Nate. Nate is into feet. He's into interesting kinds of feet. Like, and I didn't know that, I don't know. He talks a lot about the foot fetish. In my, all of my five years of doing this show, I've, I've literally only had one other foot fetish guy on, which is odd because I think it's like foot fetishes, like pantyhose fetish, whereas it's probably, probably much more common than we think. Um, but for some reason, I haven't had many foot fetish guys on or girls on. <laughs> and I learn a lot about what kind of feet foot fetish people are into. It's kind of weird, the stuff that they're into that you wouldn't expect. So we talk about that. We also talk about the fact that he's bi. He's been married three times. His current wife knows, but he really is interested at this point uh, in his marriage to have experiences with guys with her permission. He's done it behind her back. Um, And we talk a little bit about how he can make that happen, considering she knows mostly everything about him. We also talk about how he first discovered he was bi and all the naughty things he did when he was young or when he was very young. I think that kind of shit goes down a lot with people. Um, And what else do we discuss? A lot of other things like the foot fetish thing, the bisexual stuff. He's into pegging with his wife. We talk about that. So anyway, I'm going to be right back on with Nate. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Uh, hey, Nate. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. 
So you emailed me with not a lot of information, which I prefer, actually, because um, I'm just going to get the whole story from you. And there were like a couple things that you're into or experience that you were going to talk about. One is a foot fetish, right? Right. You also happen to be bi, and there's also something or something about bisexuality. And then there's also something that ha- that maybe happened or something about your stepsister that we're going to discuss. Correct? That is correct. Okay, so let's start with the foot fetish thing. I'm going to save the best for last, the stepsister sister one, because, you know, I have a million questions already. But, like, what, you know, I haven't had on, I've had on somebody, a foot fetish guy, but a really long time ago. I haven't talked to somebody that has a foot fetish for a while. Mm-hmm. So how does your foot fetish play out, and how long, like, when did you realize that you were into it? Well, um, I know you said you wanted to save the best for last, but I I believe that goes all the way back to my stepsister. Okay, cool. So let's bring it all together. That's fine. Okay. Uh, And feel free to, you know, stop me and ask more questions about if you want to go off on a tangent with with the whole stepsister thing, if you want. Oh, I will. Don't worry about (laughs) that. (laughs) So um, as far back as I can remember... um, like even into like really early childhood, I don't remember having like a foot fetish. Um, and it wasn't until probably my teenage years when I really started to develop that or even maybe like preteen. Mm-hmm. And so just a little backstory uh, on myself and my uh, stepsister. We're, we're both the same exact age. Um, it was just by chance that our parents got together and we were, we went to the same school. Um, she's just a few months older than me. Um, and so we actually, um, when we were really young, we lived in the same neighborhood and this was before our parents, um, even got together. Right. So we, we had been used to playing with each other in the neighborhood and we knew each other at school and all that. And then around uh, when I was age five or six, um, my parents uh, got a divorce. And um, a year or two later um, is when um, my father and her mother got together. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we started, you know, uh, seeing each other. Um, usually on the weekends is when I would spend my time with my father. And so we were in the same house with each other now, which, you know, probably wasn't even that much different when we, you know, were in the neighborhood with each other at each other's houses anyway. But um, so that was like real young, though. Um, And, you know, between that time and preteen, you know, 12, 13 years old ish um, is still when I don't recall having um this foot fetish thing right um going on and so when um around the age of 12 is when everything kind of started happening and a big thing that happened then was my um my dad and her mom put in an in-ground swimming pool at his house and so um that was amazing. Um, yeah, everyone starters. wants a pool. Right, exactly. Uh, 
Yeah. And so every weekend, you know, when the weather was nice, um, I had this pool and then all summer I would spend usually at my dad's house uh, for the most part. And we had this swimming pool. So, um, as you know, with swimming pool comes bare feet a lot. Mm-hmm, right. I was going to say <laughs> bikinis, but no, duh, we're talking about foot fetish. So it's the feet. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, not only, you know, did I get to see, you know, a lot more bare feet just in general, um, but my uh, stepsister, who, like I said, was my age, um, she had tons of friends who, you know, um, also my age and she would have over for sleepovers or pool parties or whatever so it was like if if i did have a little bit of a foot fetish already started it was really getting amplified with um seeing all these you know my sister and stepsister and her friends um at my house all the time you Mm -hmm. know you know so it was um you know, it was kind of heavenly to, uh, <laughs> to see, you know, to, you know, I, I have this thing developed developing and I get to, you know, see it on a regular basis and, uh, um, w- with all our friends and all. So, um, I recall times, uh, we would, you know, be swimming, whether it was just, you know, me and her or the friends, uh, I would, you know, swim up to a float, you know, at the foot of a float or something, Mm -hmm. just, just to, you know, I I say just to chat with someone, but I'm sure there, I I did that on purpose, uh, you know, grabbing onto the float, you know, where their feet are to hang on there and, you know, chit chat for a minute or so, um, you know, with their, you know, feet right in my face. But um, all, all of this stuff um, was kind of building on this whole foot fetish thing. And then there would come a time where I recall, so let's say it was just me and my uh, stepsister and we would be out swimming all day or whatever. And we, you know, get done swimming and we go inside and change clothes and we would end up in my bedroom to watch movies. Mm -hmm. Um, That would kind of be a normal thing on a, you know, whether I was there on a Friday night or Saturday night, it was swim all day until, you know, it got dark or whatever. And then we would end up watching, watching movies in my room. Um, cause I had the spare bedroom and that was the room that had the TV and video games and stuff in it. And, um, so that's where we ended up. And so when we would end up there, if it was late in the evening, she would normally, you know, we're still talking. We're like, you know, 12, 13 years old uh, yeah. at this time. Um, and we were used, we've been used to each other since we were, you know, six or seven is when we started actually living in the same house with each other. So it wasn't anything for her to, you know, throw on a night shirt. Um, and that's what she would be wearing for the rest of the night mm-hmm. is, you know, her night shirt and, um, and panties or underwear, whatever. And so that's what she would be wearing. And I would usually just, you know, change into a pair of dry shorts or something. And then we would um, get on the, we didn't have a couch or anything in the spare bedroom. So we would always end up on the bed. And um, so, and to, and eventually, I don't 
recall, you know, if this started like right after we got the pool, but you know, it was at, at some point uh, when we were still in that, you know, 12 to 13 years old time frame, um, she started asking for foot rubs during this um, time that we were, you know, spending in there watching movies after a day of swimming. Oh, wow. And I know. So I'm looking back now at some of this, I'm like, what was she doing? Uh, because, you know, usually girls mature a lot faster than boys when it, <laughs> when it comes to a lot of things. Right. Uh, or most things. So I look back now and I'm like, you know, was this just innocent? You know, oh, rub my feet, or was I don't know? It just makes me wonder if there were some signs that that I might not have been picking up on. That you know, was she, was she trying to turn you, know, you on? Right? Did she sort of pick up on your foot fetish, and then you know that right. was like, or you know, her in to you to let you know, like she was kind of interested too, or something was going on. And it could even be like subconscious and very subtle, right? You never know. Right. I think all of us foot fetish folks think that no one ever catches on to the fact that we're staring at feet all the time, but I'm, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that in some situations or <laughs> maybe more so, um, you know, people are catching on and maybe she did catch on and she was like, well, he's always, you know, you know, tickling my feet on the float in the pool or, doing this or whatever and so maybe she was trying to um right. push the envelope a little bit to see what was going on mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. um so i don't think neither one of us knew what a foot fetish was at that time you know we were way too old or way too young to uh even think about you know what that meant um but you know maybe she was yeah so so she would ask for these foot rubs which I obviously would say yes to, um, and in exchange for the foot rubs, um, she would usually give me a back rub. So we've got this whole little massaging each other thing, you know, going on in, you know, the bedroom with the door closed, uh, because we're in there watching a movie or whatever. And our, our parents, you know, they don't want to hear us in there watching loud action movies like the Goonies or whatever we were watching at the time um but uh so we've got this whole little and and then what she's wearing too you know I think back to you know okay she you know she wants this foot rub and the way that this would usually go down is uh she would lay on her stomach and she would want me to get behind her and basically I would have you know my legs open kind of like in a, a, a v shape or, or and whatever she's sitting so in the middle and she's sitting in the middle and she would have you know she would have her feet usually they would be kind of at like chest or belly level to me mm-hmm. um I, I don't recall <clears throat> ever having her feet like in my crotch area or her ever rubbing my crotch you know with her feet or anything i just remember foot rubs right um and so you know, here I am, you know, she's completely, you know, looking at the TV, not looking back at me. And I've got, you know, I have the beginning of this foot fetish going on in my life. And, and here's my stepsister who, you know, by the way, I had a crush on before our parents. I know oh, you did. Like, Even when you were six, was, you remember. This was, yeah, this was like kindergarten, you know, mm-hmm. and when we see each other now, we'll, we'll bring it up and laugh about it. And, 
you know, how funny and ridiculous it was that, you know, even like when our parents got together, you know, I still kind of liked her. And I, I remember, you know, going on this trip one time and I was like, you know, in the back seat, like trying to give her little kisses on the cheek or whatever. And she was like, get off me, you know. And so, um, so yeah, there was some of that there, you know, and I'll, I'll say that there's none of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, there was, you know, never anything um, sexual um, mm-hmm. that went on other than the foot probably in our brains. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, but back to the uh, foot rub, you know, so I'm, I'm sitting here, I have her, you know, feet pretty much, you know, right at my, you know, chest level, you know, with her uh, soles up and, and I'm, I start the foot rub and, you know, I do recall, uh, you know, how sexy, you know, especially like after a long day of swimming, how wrinkled the feet get. You mm-hmm. know, that's kind of a, a thing that a lot of foot fetish folks like is like the they wrinkled like soles. And yeah, so I, oh, I, interesting. I, I want to think that that's where, you know, if I see, you know, some feet on TV or whatever, and they're like, like super wrinkled from being in water or something, then I'm like, oh, that's pretty, that's, that's hot or, you know. And that's so, a common thing with people that have foot fetishes? Um, definitely not all of them. I mean, but we, we could you know, put a hundred of us in a room and come up with a hundred totally different, you know, styles Mm -hmm. of, you know, what we like and dislike. But yeah, that's, you know, if you went on, you know, your, your porn site of choice and, uh, you know, search for wrinkled souls, you know, you'll probably get thousands, tens of thousands of videos of, you know, just, you know, girls or guys, whichever you're into, wrinkling their soles for you, you know, either scrunching their feet to make their soles wrinkled or they're already wrinkled from whatever they were doing, usually, you know, swimming or, you know, something. So oh, that's interesting. I've never heard that. I mean, like I said, I, I, I think I had on like one foot fetish guy a really long time ago. So it's like I don't mm-hmm. know much about uh, this foot fetish, the pantyhose fetish I know a lot about. And I'm eventually I'll ask you whether this bleeds into that. But so you like the wrinkly feet. I mean, maybe it's because like the feet was like most of the feet around you at that time of like, you know, because you had a pool were wrinkled, right? Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> so even, you know, anyone that's coming over to our house, we're usually doing some, you know, our entertainment for friends or family or whatever was always, you know, pool stuff. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, you know, especially in the summertime or when it was still warm out. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I would totally, you know, say that that's, you know, where I got that, right. you know, um, part of the foot fetish that I like. Um, and then, you know, having them just inches away from your face, um, you get to kind of explore them a little bit, uh, especially when you're, you've been asked to rub them. So, right. So there you, know. you are. She's sitting between your legs with her wrinkly right. feet in your face. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm in heaven, but I always, in, you know, I'll, I'll bring up briefly that I was, you know, we were super Christian at the time, um, raised in that. So even though, Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast 
at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number the website, and the email address will all be in the description. I was, you know, starting to get those hormones of, you know, uh, you know, puberty and horniness and all that stuff. Uh, I'm 100% certain that I was like, even if I wanted to and thought that she wanted to, I probably would have been like, there's no way we're going to do this. There's it's it's wrong, you know, even though we're step. <laughs> I yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I would have been so scared, you know, from my parents and God, mm-hmm. uh, not necessarily in that order. But <laughs> but uh, it was I, there's no way that I don't think anything would have happened, um, especially knowing that they were in the next room. But, right. Of course. Mm-hmm. Um, so and there would also, you know, this was usually after pool time. Um, when I you know, would have, you know, her wrinkly feet in my face or whatever, but sometimes this would just happen, um, just organically, you know, it's like, Oh, you want to go watch a movie? Um, so we would, you know, just go watch a movie and usually that was kind of like pajama time, right. or, you know, change, change into your shorts and night shirt and stuff like that. So, um, when she's in this position, you know, if, if you're standing up wearing a night shirt or, you know, thinking of her in particular, um, it would usually come down to, you know, maybe mid thigh. Right. Um, but when she was, you know, laying down, uh, on the bed in, in this position watching TV, um, it was pretty common for the shirt to not be covering anything really. Um, but, but did you know, she have had... panties on underneath? Like what, yeah, you, what yeah, were you yeah. seeing? Right. Okay. But her panties. Yeah, she, she had panties on and, but it was, you know, we had been brother, sister, stepbrother, stepsister type thing since we were like seven or six or seven. So I don't even, you know, maybe she did know, like I said, she's, she's obviously letting me do all this stuff to her feet and stuff, but, um, I don't know if she cared that, you know, oh, my, my panty clad butt yeah, is going, I right. don't, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, we were just out in the pool and she's wearing bikinis and stuff. So she's probably like, you know, this is my stepbrother and, uh, my underwear is not really much different from my bikini. So she probably didn't care right. um, much about that. Or maybe she did. She might've not know? been thinking about it because she was so comfortable right. with you. I think women are wired a little bit differently than guys, right? Like, you yeah. know, you're wired to just be fucking horny from the minute you could be horny. <laughs> exactly. And I think girls aren't wired so much. So, I mean, listen, they're horny too. And you just don't know. Right. But, uh, you know, I think guys wish that women were always coming from that place, right? Because in our fantasy, in your fantasy, you want it to be that she was really, like, doing all that for you because she wanted to. But who knows? We don't know, right? She's not on the phone call. Exactly. Yeah, so go on. Right. So, so again, I I have her, like, her feet in my face, and then I've got, you know, her butt in view. You know, it's covered, but... Um, I'm pretty sure I popped some boners, uh, but I was in a pretty good position, you know, to not be discovered. You know, she had her, 
you know, face turn, you know, looking at the TV and stuff. But, um, yeah, there, there's no way that, you know, with where my foot fetish was getting um, at the time or how it was developing and then combined with that, that, you know, that that wasn't happening. Yeah. Um, but like I said, um, never did I, you know, push her feet down, you know, towards my crotch area or anything like that, nor do I recall her doing it. But um, on the on the nights where uh, it was kind of like a organic situation, not in the pool, um, I don't know if this started before these type situations happen, but, um, you know, if we had been in shoes and stuff all day and stuff, then I would always sneak like a little sniff or two and I would try smelling her feet. Oh, wow. interesting. You yeah, like that so, too. That's a part of it. And that's really big for me now. The smelling of the feet. Now, let yeah. me ask you this though. What do you want them to smell? Like you don't want them to smell bad, right? You just want them to have an odor kind of? Like what is it? Well, what is the smell that you like? I, I guess I do want them to smell bad, but not really bad. <laughs> bad to the point to where you're it's just disgusting, but like, you know, feet that are just fresh out of like sneakers and socks yeah, or, or no socks. Uh, I don't, and I've tried Googling and looking up some of the stuff like why, you know, what is it about the smell of feet that, you know, these foot fetish uh, folks like myself mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. and I haven't been able to, you know, find any, you know, answers that were really convincing. But don't um, you think maybe it's because, you know, early on when this fetish was forming, right? Like you said, you like to get up really close to those feet and you would have conversations. Like, you know, it became mm-hmm. like a that maybe there was an odor attached to it that maybe you weren't even registering it, right? But it was sort of being registered in your subconscious. So that, yeah, was, that totally could be the case where some of those situations, maybe her feet a smell. did stink a little bit. And I was like, hmm. But, and you got you horny know. for that. And it may, not necessarily the smell, but because the smell was there at the same time, right? That got, yeah. you know, wired into you. So it makes yep, that, sense. It makes total sense. That totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. It totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So now I, you know, will probably disappoint, uh, you know, foot fetish folks, other foot fetish folks that are listening, but um, that's probably the extent of, you know, what I tried doing with their feet. I don't recall um, in those situations ever trying to, you know, lick her feet or do anything like that. In, in a playful way, uh, she would every now and then, you know, like when it was time for me to get my back rub, she would flip over and maybe like push my face away with her foot. Like, you know, your turn or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or, or push me away with her chest or something. So, you know, there were definitely, you know, a handful of times that, you know, I probably did have, you know, her foot on my face and stuff. So, yeah, all of this is just, you know, building and building for this uh, foot fetish thing that I have. And then, you know, combined with, you know, now she's going to have a friend over, you know, for a sleepover for the night. So um, now it's all about her and her friend. And, you know, it was, you know, where where we were from, you know, you didn't hang around the house in socks. Mm-hmm, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It was, you know, I like I 
Uh, I don't know if I mentioned an email, but I'm from one of the southern states. We'll just uh, say that. And that's going to, you know, the, the cliche that me and my stepsister are doing stuff in a southern state. Is, oh, is uh, everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, duh, right. <laughs> she was my, or, you know, and still is my stepsister. But, uh, um, yeah, those 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 situations, I never really got into, you know, like, you know, having her feet in my mouth or toes in my mouth or anything but to switch into another area um if you're ready for this if yeah, not sure you can no. discuss something i else, love but... callers like you that just tell their story it makes my job <laughs> fairly easy i just sit back and listen so go on well i try i tried to write a lot of this down to so, keep it in chronological order That's but perfect. just talking about it i think we will have to jump around a little bit but yeah for sure when i have questions listen if you read some of my reviews people always complain that i interrupt when i but i'm a curious person that's why i do my show i like talking to people and if, if a question comes up in my brain i'm gonna ask it but right now you're very like there's some people it's not often but every now and then i get somebody like you on the call that was like it's very good at telling the story and i just let them do their thing so uh, you're doing a great job explaining everything. I don't have any questions yet, but I'll ask you when they come up. <laughs> so go on. All right. So at this point, I should bring up a a friend of mine who also lived in the neighborhood, same age. Wait, my... hold on. I'm going to remember exactly where we were. Quick question I did have about your stepsister. Now, during okay. those times, because you got older as that, those times went on, like, did you jerk off to those scenarios, like, in private? Like, or did you just get, like, kind of hard in those situations and leave it at that? I, I spent a lot of time in the shower at my dad's house uh, doing exactly that. Okay. <laughs> about your stepsister or and just feed yes, in general? Yes. Okay. Okay, cool. But so you, it definitely mm. was a turn on. Right. And like I said, I was, you know, when it was time for me to get my back rub, I would have to, you know, quickly get down on my back. And let, let me talk about that before we go into the friend thing. Yeah. Uh, about my back rubs because yeah. those those turned into um, pretty sexy uh, situations as well. Um, looking back, I might not have thought so at the time, but so I would get down, you know, on my stomach, uh, face down watching TV and then she would usually hop on top of me. Like, mm -hmm. so she, she'd be like, usually like straddling my butt or straddling my low back, depending on what part of my back she's working on. Um, now again, you know, she's, you know, just wearing like her little night shirt and, and panties. So when she does this, it's pretty much, uh, you know, her her legs are rubbing up against mine. Oh my god! Um, and for you know, a horny I, teenager, it's just too I much. Know. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like she's only wearing underwear, and yeah. I'm like, how quickly could this turn into you know some craziness? You yeah, know? if you weren't you know, so Christian, but, it probably would have. Now I know. Yeah. <laughs> I look back now and I was like, oh my gosh, some, maybe a miss, some missed opportunities there. But, <laughs> Whatever. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, so she would be, you know, on uh, straddling me. Um, and then, you know, she would, you know, work my back for a little bit. And she would take her. So if you can imagine, so her legs are on my sides, but she would then take her feet and raise them up. And like, kind of hook her feet around my legs. Oh my god! Does that gosh. make sense? Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so now, like on my upper thigh area, but you know, on the back side of my legs, 
you know, I've got her, you know, feet moving around and, you know, she's half naked on me and rubbing my back. So, yeah, lots of boner action going on now, of course. I probably don't even remember the movies we were watching. But um, but you're face then, down, so she it, can't see your boner, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. So, so I can, you know, have the this boner I want at this point and not even worry about it. So, but at some point, and this would happen almost every single time. And so if, if we could look at all the other stuff and say, yeah, maybe, maybe she was just doing all that stuff and had no intention of being sexy or whatever. But at this <laughs> always would happen during the back rub. She would like scoot down so that she was more like straddling the uh, my hamstring area, so the my upper thigh, back of my legs. Yeah. And and then she would and she would laugh the whole time she was doing it. She would pull my shorts and underwear down, like exposing my butt. And oh my it, god, how are you? You almost missed all of this, by the way. You were jumping ahead. Thank God I asked a question. Oh, I want to know. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So all you fuckers that tell me I interrupt too much, go fuck yourself. This is why I do it. Exactly. Exactly. Because <laughs> we, yeah, we would have totally missed this. I mean, that. this is like this is the this is the the key to was she? This is the answer to was she doing it to be just a regular step or was she like kind of horny herself? Duh. Yeah, and when, when I add that into everything else, I, you know, and this could just be my my dude brain, yeah. but I'm like, she totally was wanting to maybe experiment like oh she was she was getting a little horny too come on she's a young girl these kind of (laughs) things happen when you're young this is it happens a lot you know like that's what the whole doctor game is about you know and you guys weren't brother and sister right so it wasn't like taboo i mean yeah you were step kids but i bet you that happens a lot you know so wait so she pulled would pull your pants down and would she massage your ass like what did she do oh no it was something that would happen really quick like she would like pull them down and then I would, now I couldn't roll over because yeah. I probably had a, you know, pitch in a big old tent. But, yeah. um, so, but I would like reach back and like try to pull them up and then she would hold them down for like just a few seconds. And then, um, then she would finally let go and I'd pull my pants up. And then that was usually at the end of the back rub that she would, when it was time for her to be done and she would, you know, de-pants me or, you know, halfway, it was just usually exposing my butt. I don't, I don't recall like the shorts ever getting pulled down enough to where yeah. like my penis would have been exposed, um, even if I would have turned over, but it was just like, you know, showing, you know, showing the butt and then holding them down, making me probably feel embarrassed or whatever, and then laughing about it. And then, you know, going on our business, you know, we both laugh about it and I'm sure I would you know, being her brother, we'd probably start wrestling or <laughs> something. I'd, I'd, I'd How do old something. were you I'd, at this time again? What age? This this was, uh, you know, the pool went in when we were like 12. So I wanted, you know, all this stuff is happening, you know, for a few years, you know, between the ages of, you know, 12 and probably 16. So 12. Oh, yeah, this, 12 is, this is beyond doctor stuff. This is way right, older. Right. <laughs> so, I mean, come on. Yeah, she was probably getting a little horny. Did you ever feel her like rubbing her her pussy on your leg? Like you know, did she so ever that, like kind of rubbing uh, herself on you? 
Like when that she's makes me there? wonder now, like when she was on top of me, giving me the back rub, if, if she would have, if she was doing anything like that or, you know, if the way she was straddling me mm-hmm. in one position or another, if she was getting any pleasure from, you know, rubbing herself through her underwear. Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. So now I, I can't say for sure. I, uh, you know, my, my brain tells me that she might've been doing that, but um, I, I don't, I wouldn't know without asking her and that ain't happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Okay, so now yeah. let's get back to the front. Yeah, I think for sure she was like, you know, maybe experimenting the same way you were. She was also Christian, you said, right? So she had those same sort of boundaries, yeah, maybe. We had both been, you know, indoctrinated pretty decently at that point. So, yeah, she was probably just experimenting, but she knew her limits, too. Like, well, No, I think sometimes, though, it's a, di- a little bit different with guys and girls. I think sometimes women uh, are, like making sort of a play for a guy and they're real subtle, but they want the guy to be the one to pick up on the moves and, be right. the aggra- you know, so she might've been down, but she, you, if this was the scenario, right? Like, and it's like 50, 50, we don't know. Right. But like if the mm-hmm. scenario, and this is just for guys to know the way girls are, like if she was like, if there was a chance that she was actually doing it to hook up or have something go further, she most likely needed you to be the one to make that decision. You know, so she was giving you, sometimes girls give guys like all these sort of hints, subtle, because they don't want to be the, you know, the guy in the relationship and make the first move, right? Um, Right. So they sort of give you, and the guys, and what happens like 90% of the time in that scenario is like guys don't fucking get it, okay? Because guys are (laughs) quote unquote dumb when it comes to stuff like that, right? Like they don't know, right? right? So that happens a lot. So, you know, she might have been more down than you. But she, you know, you, you don't, you'll never know because you didn't make the first move. But let's get to the friend thing now. That's just All a right. little side note. All right. So the friend, uh, again, was same age as us. And we all went to school together and we lived in the same neighborhood. So this was one of the neighborhood friends slash school friends. Um, this was my best friend um, that I grew up with. Mm-hmm. Um, even we were best friends back when we were like infants because I think our our moms knew each other and is this they must a girlfriend or a guy friend? Oh, it's a guy friend. Okay, Sorry. that's right. Okay, that's what uh, I thought we were getting into. Yeah, go on. Yeah, and so even when we were infants, I'm pretty sure we we must have like stayed at each other's houses probably because my mom was babysitting him while you know his mom went out to do something with the boyfriend or husband or whatever. So we knew each other from like (laughs) infants. Yeah. Um, So we would, I need to, I want to back up a little bit also. Um, Let's put, put a pin in that. Yeah. I remember for just Uh a second. Okay. So another friend, another guy friend who I had that was also, a best friend from childhood. Mm-hmm. Um, now this this friend is where, if you're, are you ready for the bisexual? Yeah, for sure. Stuff to come yeah, in? yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. You're doing a great job rolling this out. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we, our our moms did the same thing. They we they must have babysat for each other. Um, so we ended up, you know, staying with each other at each other's houses and things like that for sleepovers, even when we were toddlers. Um, so this, this friend in particular is 
the origin of um this kind I, of hookup this kind this kind of stuff that's going on he's like the, yeah, the beginning and, of the bisexual story right and I, I hesitated to say it because it makes me wonder if a lot of friends do this kind of stuff, yes. but I'll just tell you what we did. Yes. I've heard a million can... stories. <laughs> so we, when we would stay at each other's houses and um, have sleepovers, I don't hardly recall a time that we didn't like play with each other. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is now we didn't even know, what our penises were for other than peeing. <laughs> right. So how old are you talking about? Do you remember? I'm talking. Just so all the moms know what's going down in their kids' room. Oh, I know. This right. has got to be like between like four and six. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Go on. Like, like if, if not even earlier, because, you know, we knew each other since we were infants, but I can only think back to when I was probably in like, kindergarten or a little bit before yeah you don't have memories Um, when you're two but like i mean they they start at some point so anyway so this guy and you before you even knew what your penises were for like you said you guys started to like touch each other oh yeah we would and we would we would act like they were little joysticks and we would (laughs) like like in the bed and we would like make the sounds and everything like we were driving a car and like revving up the engines and like our my parents probably didn't know they probably didn't even think twice you know they're in you know be quiet they're in there acting like they're driving race cars but we're using our little our little penises yeah you know and so lots of touching and stuff and um, I don't recall if there was anything more than just, you know, that kind of playing yeah. with each other is, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't recall that we like, you know, sucked on each other's little wieners or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was definitely like, you know, total kid stuff playing with wieners. <laughs> yeah. Listen, and, I see my son's four now and like when his penis gets hard, he's like touching it and he's so, you know amazed by everything that it could do you know it's like this thing and it's I think at you know that young age it is like exciting that it you can make it go up and go down and it feels funny right and like all that stuff it's like you're curious and you're curious right yep exactly Mm -hmm. so I think it happens you know a lot with little kids so right you know that was going down with that friend but now what's the the second friend well to stay on this one for just a second, oh, our, yeah, our, friend, our friendship didn't, I want to say our, we were probably done being friends um, and messing around with each other probably pretty early, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe, I want to say fourth grade was when the last time I really spent any time with that friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was kind of, that was it. And, you know, we never contacted each other later or talked about anything so jumping again to where we left the pen for the second friend yeah um, that, that was our neighborhood friend he was friends with my stepsister and myself and everybody so he would oftentimes uh, spend the night have a sleepover at my house when I was staying at my father's uh, and my stepsister's house on the weekends and a lot a lot in the summertime because I was at my dad's a lot in the summertime because he had the pool yeah and I was like I, I love swimming for one and you know I had a free place to go to see feet all the time so mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, 
so me and him, we were friends forever, and we would mostly just me and him, but sometimes it actually involved my step my stepsister and one or two other friends uh, in this neighborhood. But we would play Truth or Dare. <laughs> right. Now, kids that play Truth or Dare, in my opinion, now I'm making a very you know big blanket statement here, but they're what we did, we used the game to do sexual type things and it's just a game Mm -hmm. in our minds, everything we did, it was okay because we're just playing a game. None of this is reality or real because we're just messing around. And once the game is over, everything, you know, like, you know, Everything that happens in Vegas stays in Vegas, and it's like you just didn't talk about it anymore. It was you, you only did this during the game, mm-hmm. and so but now, truth or dare, in my opinion, turned into just dare because truth is boring, <laughs> right? And so, it would turn into basically a game of all right, it's my turn, so I dare you to do X. Um, and then we would go around the room and, and everybody would do the dares. Now, one of the stipulations with, with, the if you dared someone to do something, you had to do it yourself. That was my rule. And the reason I came up with that rule was because I wasn't sure if people were going to dare other people to do things with feet. Right. And that's what you wanted. (laughs) So I wanted that. So I would dare people to do things with feet so that I would get to. (laughs) Right. So um, involving my friend and my stepsister, um, I would uh, dare them to do things like, all right, do, I dare you to do 20 push-ups, but that person's feet or my feet or whatever have to be under your face. Oh my God, hilarious. How obvious. yeah, or like uh, if I knew that my socks might have been stinky a little bit, then I would be like, well, I'm going to take my socks off or whatever, and I'll put my socks underneath your face, and you have to do 20 push-ups. And if you can't finish them, then you have to smell the socks for the remaining 10 seconds or yeah, crazy stuff like that, you know. And it wasn't just foot stuff. Uh, we would dare each other to do – um, you know, one that pops up in my head immediately is, so we would turn all the lights out in the house. Now our, our parents are sleeping back in the bedroom. So we were crazy for doing all this stuff, but, um, but we're in the living room. We would turn all the lights out, but then we would like open the blinds to the front window, which would let in the light from a street light. So it was like, it was dark, but you could still you see could make stuff. Gas. Yeah. You could still see a little bit of stuff. And then we would like, you know, I dare you to do uh, 25 jumping jacks naked. So, uh, yeah. This so is this typical is, kids. I think this is yeah. like very common. And so, stuff. you know, and my stepsister, it was usually my stepsister, one of her friends, and then my uh, guy friend. Um, and then so we would do this stuff or it'd be like, okay, run down naked and touch the stop sign at the end of the street and come back 
And then you always had to worry about getting locked out of the house naked because that's just what we did with each other. You know, yeah. you're running, running down the street naked and you get back and the door's locked and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm stuck outside. But uh, so all of this stuff, you know, all kinds of naked play and uh, it was you, it was always me coming up with the foot stuff usually. I don't think that my, you know, friends were into the foot stuff, not like me anyway. Um, but I, I definitely got my fair share of foot play on both my friend and my stepsister by playing this, you know, this game of dare, right. um, that we always did. So, um, you know, that added a lot of, you know, sexuality to the foot stuff. Um, and we were doing it in public, kind of, not in public, but, you know, it wasn't just me and my stepsister, you know, in the bedroom with me sneaking little sniffs of her feet or something. It was, you know, I'm daring someone to suck my toes for, you know, 30 seconds each foot. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, which 30 seconds is a long time when you're sucking toes. Yeah, for <laughs> especially sure. If you don't, especially if you don't want to be. So, you know, and they, they would always, you know, act like it was gross and, you know, oh, I don't want to do that, you know, but, and I would act like it too. I was like, oh, I don't either, but it's a good dare. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. Cause it's so yeah. gross. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. So we would, we would play these games and eventually this game would follow my friend and I to the bedroom when it was time for everyone to go to bed. Mm-hmm. So it was just me and him in the bedroom now. And then we would be like, well, I dare you to touch yourself or I dare you to jerk off or I dare you to jerk me off. Right. And and so, you know, it started kind of like, you know, oh, well, getting dared to jerk myself off. Okay. But then it started getting into dares that required us to touch each other. Right. Do things with each other. Um, and I do believe that I was probably the one. No, I definitely was the one pushing this. Um, but my friend never, he never balked at it or anything. He never was like. He went along no. with that. Yeah. He was like, no, I don't want to do that or anything. So. Um, I definitely wasn't forcing him to do anything. We were same age, same size, best friends. Um, but uh, it it then it did get into, and, the, and I'm talking, we're probably in the age of 14 to 16 right mm-hmm. now. Um, and we would dare each other, you know, you know, I dare you to suck my penis, and then, <laughs> so, and then, you know, if it. If you dare somebody to do something, you, you gotta, gotta do, do it, it too. Yeah, that's the you know. So that was that that kept the game sane because you couldn't just be like you know, well, I, I dare you to run up to the neighbor's house naked and knock on their door and wait because I'm not gonna do that. You know, right? You know, so it, it kept it at a level that wasn't. That, it never, it never got too crazy if you were willing to But it's to also, it you too, guys so. were both using that game as a way to, like, hook up with each other. Exactly. Instead of, like, coming right out and saying, let's just fool around, right? Like, this was your sort of way of not really 
being, you know, being indirect about what you guys were both really doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And after it was all over, it was, I don't know if we just, you know, compartmentalized everything, but we just, it was never something like that we just talked about, like out in the open, like even if it was just me and him building a fort out in the woods, we would never just be like, Hey, remember last weekend when you sucked my cock? That felt pretty good. It was, it it never, you know, if it was outside of the game, it didn't exist. Right. Um, So it was, you know, and I have no, me and me and this friend once say, um, I left home when I was 18. um, And me and this friend, we kind of lost contact with each other. Um, Facebook happened and we did um, become, or we were able to, you know, get in contact with each other again, but he doesn't use Facebook hardly ever. And so it just, we haven't spoken with each other in years and years and years and years. So um, even when I, you know, go back home to visit, I know that he's there and, you know, unless I'm home for a significant amount of time, I usually don't even try to you know, call them up and be like, Hey, let's go do something. But, um, so it it just kind of fizzled out as a friendship, but, um, between the stuff that happened when I was really young and the stuff that happened with him, um, I definitely would, you know, contribute those things to being bisexual now. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, for sure. And so, do you have any questions before we jump into adulthood? <laughs> no, I'm ready to go to adulthood for sure. Okay. So um, once I was – now, I'll go ahead and say that at 18, the reason I left home was uh, I joined the military. Um, so I left for the military, did all that stuff. Um, I, I did get married um, shortly thereafter. And my wife at the time, she knew that I liked feet and she loved it. Yeah. Um, so she would get all kinds of uh, foot attention um, from me. And um, one of the things that I don't think she knew about, though, was the the that I liked smelly feet. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. That was just, it was already, I felt like having a foot fetish was like this crazy taboo thing to yeah, start with. Yeah, and I yeah. was like, I don't want to tell my wife that, um, you know, that I would really like, you know. That don't, to smell bad too. <laughs> right. I was like, when you come home from work, don't just jump right in the shower before we have sex. Or yeah. And I was like, let me just savor that a little bit. Um, so that I did kind of, you know, looking back, I was like, well, that, that would have been nice if she would have known that because she she might have been in the mind frame of, you know, totally, you know, being down with that and playing around with a lot of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but, you know, everything else, um, you know, toe sucking, you know, licking feet and uh, foot jobs. Um, we, we did all of that kind of stuff. And uh but unfortunately, or fortunately, 
Um, that marriage didn't last very long. We we were too young when we got married. We we left on good terms and everything, but mm-hmm. um, it was just one of those things. And um, had you up to so, that point, like, because I know you dabbled with your guy friends, right, when you were super young, but in your adult life yet, like, be like during your marriage or before, had you hooked up with any guys or not yet? So after that marriage, that first marriage was yeah. over. That is when I want to say like the Yahoo chat rooms and stuff like that was still a thing. Mm-hmm. And so I did meet up with a couple of guys and did some things with. Um, it was totally like, you know, the stuff I did with my friend, you know, was in that game. So the first yeah. time I was doing something with an adult, it was very different. <laughs> You right. Know, for for one, I was, I, I'm not like attracted to men in the way that um, I'm sexually attracted to things that I could do with a guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't look at guys, you know, my wife now, she knows I'm bisexual. Oh, that's great. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, but she, you know, she'll... You know, some guy that she thinks is hot, you know, she'll be like, what do you think about that guy? And I was like, I have no idea. <laughs> right. I was like, I don't know. I mean, does he have a good body? I guess I could, you know, I can I can appreciate a good body, you know, but. It's not so much like the whole package for you, right? No, mm-hmm. it's totally. I've heard that before many times, actually, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so when I was just starting off, I didn't know what. You know, I, I'm sure you've I've listened to plenty of your shows to to know that, you know, the terms top and bottom and yeah all that stuff. And I had no idea what I wanted. Like, did I want to be a top that I want to be a bottom or which one am I? Um, so during some of these, you know, experiments uh, with with guys, I kind of did a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's. In certain situations, I, you know, now, like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm married and, um, you know, I, I will admit that I have done some, you know, messing around, um, behind, behind her, her back. back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And, but, you know, even going back then, uh, between then and now certain situations, I'm like, um, I could totally be a top. Mm-hmm. Um, but in other situations, I would totally, you know, be a bottom. Right. Um, now when it comes, when it comes to feet, like if I was just trying to hook up with a guy to do foot stuff, um, so usually this is the way it went. I would try to hook up with the guy because I wanted to, uh, suck on some guy's feet. And one of the reasons that I really like guy's feet is their guys are usually able to get them a little stinkier than yeah, women. That's what I was gonna women's say, feet yeah. always smell like roses. It seems like, and as much as I, you know, love, uh, women's feet, there's something about man's feet that, um, you know, the, the smell is different, mm-hmm. you know, you know, a, a man will keep a pair of sneakers for, <laughs> you know, five years, where, you know, a woman might, you know, well, it's been six months, time for a new pair of sneakers. 
You know, so their their sneakers never really get funky enough to make their feet funky. Right. Uh-huh. So, but men, you can usually, you know, get away with that um, or have that. The only problem with men is that men usually don't take care of their feet. And so if I, you know, w- that was usually always a prereq for meeting up. I was like, I have to see a picture of your feet. <laughs> Ahead of time. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not putting some nasty you know, funky toes in my mouth or anything. But uh, so when it comes to meeting up with guys and feet, I could go top or bottom because I, it's, it's a big turn on to me as well to have a guy having to worship my feet. Um, So I, I can totally get on board with, you know, me basically being the, I guess we can use the terms dom and sub Yeah. in, in this case and say, you know, I'm the one that's going to be putting my feet in their face or um, doing all that. But as the dom, you know, I can still do whatever I want with their feet. So I can still suck on their toes and do all this other stuff. Um, I'm in control. Uh, so I can kind of do what I want to do with my feet or their feet. Right. Um, so that's kind of when it comes to you know playing with guys in that sense it's kind of nice to be the dom but every now and then i'm like and it's kind of it's fun to to play the sub and just be the one having to you know service or worship the other person's feet so um all of my hookups with guys i'm usually trying to do something that has to do with feet but a lot of guys is as common as a foot fetish is a lot of guys aren't in the feet so sometimes my hookups would be well i would really like to do this foot stuff and i'll suck you off also right because because they're looking they that's wanna, what they want you're giving yeah, them they what want they a want job or something yeah you know so i would you know do things like that um or, you know, if I was really <laughs> desperate for some, some some man feet action or something and the guy was like, Yeah, we can do this, but I wanna I wanna fuck you in the ass, then um I've only done that a few times. Right. Um, but I I recall um being like, Okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 do that and uh and so that would usually be where that kind of play would happen be like um he gets to fuck me in the ass and i get to fuck his feet or suck on his toes or right or you know stuff like that so that's kind of happened um here and there sporadically um between um when i got a divorce the first time and now um not not very often uh but it's definitely happened so now I didn't mention a, um, there was, I'm on my third marriage. Um, so the second marriage, um, you didn't really miss any details, but that yeah. one lasted, that one lasted a lot longer. Um, she entertained my foot stuff, but I don't think she was as into it as I would have liked to have been. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, but we, you know, again, it was just one of those situations. We're on good terms, but it just didn't work. I'm starting to think, you know, the my wife now, um, great relationship, awesome sex, 
um, we're open about 99% of everything. Obviously, there's you know some things that I'm still hiding, obviously, because I'm I've been with a couple of guys, you know, behind her back. But um, I'm starting to think that I'm not meant to be in a monogamous yeah. relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 totally fine uh, and love my wife to death. Um, but and we've even, we've even had these conversations. You know, I have to be careful with my words because I don't want her to be upset, and I don't I don't plan on ever leaving her. Um, but I I just I don't know. I don't even know if humans are really meant to be monogamous. But I mean, those who choose to be, then great. Right. Um, for especially but, like when I say my marriage math. Like I mean, if you're going to be with the same person for you know. 30 years you know how do you expect to stay only attracted to them and keep that sex interesting the whole time i'm sure there's people that can and have it seems un. it doesn't i don't think i know i couldn't do it but and i think a lot of people can't and that's why there's a lot of cheating that goes down you know um yeah i know that as a woman if my guy came to me and said he was bi and like you know if you guys don't have an open relationship i would always kind of secretly worry that like is he seeing guys behind my back and like you have right like I mean like have you ever brought up conversations with her about sort of opening it up or like is she concerned about like where how you're sort of fulfilling that desire well it's it's funny because I think that if she thinks I'm going to cheat on her she probably thinks that it would be with a woman no, but she knows that you're bi, right? I know. And it's just like some certain, you know, topics, like we're watching a movie or something yeah. and some guy's cheating on his wife with a woman or something and we'll have some conversation about it. And I just, I, you know, I could be wrong, but I, I feel like she thinks if I was ever going to cheat on her, it would be with the woman. And I'm like, it probably would not be with a woman. Right, right, um, right. Because you have cheated on her with a man. Right. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just wonder, I mean, unless she like is living in a slight denial of the fact that you're really bi and into guys, like you'd have to sort of wonder, like, what do you do to get to sort of satisfy that desire? Now, how many guys have you been with since you've been with her? Probably just a handful. And we've been together for about a decade. Right. Okay. Or so. Um. And I, I feel like she's right there on the fence because we have these conversations all the time because we uh, we're very supporting of like, you know, LGBTQ and uh, all the different, you know, people on the spectrum that are into this or that right. we're mm-hmm. like, you know, like, hey, if that's what you're into, as long as everyone has, you know, uh, you know, enthusiastic consent and uh, everyone's, you know, you're not doing anything with children who can't consent and things like that. I was like, man, go for it. You know, yeah, it might yeah, not be totally. for me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't really want, you know, someone to pee on me, but I have no problem <laughs> with, you know, people that do that. And, I'm and like, your hey, wife man. feels the same way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then. And, and we'll even have these topics or we listen to these podcasts that will talk. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't tell her about yours, but. Uh, <laughs> yeah, don't tell her about mine. Right. I'm going to be changing your voice, though. But anyway, yeah, don't. Oh, okay. 
but we'll have these conversations about how, um, you know, say uh, a hetero couple and that, you know, either the woman or the man is bi and how, how hard that must be, you know, for the one that's bi to not be able to kind of, you know, have that need fulfilled. And it seems like she totally understands. And then at the same time, she knows I'm bi. And, you know, as of yet, she's never been like, hey, you know, if you ever want to, you know, hook up with a guy like. Yeah, that's weird that the conversation like ends there, right? Yeah, I just, I don't know. It just, it seems like it's, we're just on the fence and I don't know if she will ever fall on the side I want her to fall on. <laughs> you might have but, to bring uh, it. You might have to just bring it up. Yeah. I, I try to sneak certain things into conversation, um, you know, about uh, like we we're into pegging mm-hmm. and, and I've told her before, I was like, cause she'll, she'll ask me sometimes like, you know, tell me some of your fantasies. And usually I take that as an opportunity to tell her, I'll tell her something that me and her can do, but I'll also tell her like, um, I, I would really like to have a real cock in my mouth. Right. And I would like to feel with like, what does it feel like now? I know this, but, uh, you know, I want to know, and she knows that I've done this before, just not since we've been together. And I'd, I'd be like, it's been so long since you know i've had that feeling of a guy coming in my mouth and i'm like well i just i want that would be you know i was like that's a fantasy i would like you know to be able to suck a guy off or or feel an actual penis right in my ass not uh you know plastic or rubber whatever they're made of yeah 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 silicone dildo and i'm like i'm sure it would feel very similar and i was like but i'm curious you know would it feel different or what does it feel like? You know, can can I feel the cum come mm-hmm. out of the guy's penis into yeah, my yeah, ass? Yeah. So I'll, I'll bring up things like that. And so she's got to know that I'm fiending for this stuff. <laughs> right. You know, but she doesn't want to uh, like neither one of you are like going to the obvious next place. And then, you know, no one's sort of bringing right. that up. You would probably have to be the one. Right. You've basically so spoon fed her all of the sort of information for her to assume that you know that's what you want but maybe it's because listen that kind of conversation sort of leads into a really big conversation and a whole new way of life right which is you know opening up your relationship and from and that's like a totally different way like i said way of life yeah i would love for that to happen she she has a lot of insecurities that she she shouldn't uh but she does uh, she has no reason to but i i, I think that what are her insecurities I, I what do you mean well i think that she she doesn't look at herself in high enough esteem that i think she should so she thinks she wonders why and she's asked me a few times like why i'm with her and, right. and stuff like that like and I'm like, I'm no catch of the day, so I don't know <laughs> yeah. why why she's, you know, if she thinks that I'm like some supermodel or something and why I'm with her. And I'm like, what are you talking about? But um, 
it's just, you know, things like that. And I think that if she, if she thinks that I would ever cheat on her, she would probably think that I would leave her. And to me, I, I don't see like people who cheat. I hate that I do it, but it, to me, it has not absolutely nothing to do with how I feel about her. Right. But I, and I talk about that a lot on my show. Like you can't say that every cheating is the same. You can't put every cheater into a room and say you're all wrong or doing it for the, re- you know, it's, it, there's different degrees to it, you know, and right. there are, and there's like emotional cheating and, you know, for, for you, like you said, and I've heard this before plenty of times, it's like, you love your wife. You would never leave her. This is strictly right. because it's something that she cannot give you right you're everything else you're getting from her that she could give you it's not like you're going someplace else and getting emotional emotionally attached and all that other kind of stuff with somebody else so that's not why you have strayed right it's mostly because you have these physical desires to do something that has that doesn't take away from your relationship from her that doesn't mean anything to you right it's just purely for pleasure in that moment and that's it right exactly you hear that a lot and that's a lot of the reasons why people cheat and then when you find out that relationships end because that it's sad because I think you know if we went into relationships being a lot more honest about maybe the fact that these kinds of situations would come up every now and then and it was okay you know um, and you knew that emotionally you'd stay together you know maybe people I think people should be more open like that do you know what I mean yeah I wish yeah I wish there was more communication about that kind of um, stuff because like when you look up the word like fetish or you know like foot fetish like a real definition of yeah. it uh, it it comes down to like there's there's sometimes where we're having sex and I haven't you know done hardly anything with their feet and I know that I'm about to lose my erection if I don't do some foot stuff yeah so when it when it comes to a fetish that is that's something that I have to have in order to have um, healthy sex. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. You know, for, for my penis to work, mm-hmm. um, there it's... I have, you know, I have to look in the mirror and you know see see our feet and what they're doing, or you know, or if we're in a position where I can do things with their feet. But what people, a lot of people, don't understand when it comes to cheaters, you know, or why they're cheating. Some of them, not all of them. There's yeah, obviously sure. some horrible, you mm-hmm. know, situations out there. But like I, I don't know if I would call it a fetish, but why can't I just say, well, I'm married to this woman who I love, and we have all kinds of crazy, amazing sex, but I still need this cock you know every now and then right Mm -hmm. yeah it's almost like the fetish it's like if i don't do this every now and then then um, i just feel like i'm going to explode and i can't it's it's, to me it's unhealthy yeah you can't deny it it's like it's a it's a part of who you are right and the the sad thing is is that it's a very small part of who you are right it's not like you you know you're overall like 95 percent all in with her right Mm -hmm. this is just something a little bit of you that doesn't change who you are or take away from that relationship but i think it's very hard for a partner to understand that which i understand but i feel like when you're talking about being married, how long are you guys together again? Uh, a little over a decade. 
Yeah. So, I mean, when you're talking double digit years, you know, you could start maybe having those conversations and, you know, maybe that would happen for you. Maybe she would be okay with it. You'd probably have to do it very, very slowly because it would be a new thing. How old are you guys? We're in our 40s. Yeah, you know, listen, I think if you were in your 20s, it would you would have already had that conversation, right? I, right, I, I always right. say the younger generation, they're, they're more realistic and more dealing with reality. In our generation, nobody was dealing with reality. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Everything exactly. was sort of like, you know, taboo and hidden and secret. That's why I have a fucking show. You know, in 20 <laughs> years, this show won't exist. But, um, right. yeah, it's, but, you know, I feel like you could, I, I feel like you guys are so close to that conversation and you're you're that it 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 should happen it doesn't have to be like this is what i want and it has to happen and you could just you know sort of feel around i i do agree with you i i do think that we are a lot closer to that and with all the conversations that we've had that yeah you you're right the there fantasies and stuff where it's just like I no just one's need to you're, take not, that. you're at the finish line no one is like putting no one is stepping over it it's like you're you're done with all the kind like you're the next step is 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 talking about you guys being you know more open like all these other couples that you guys listen to and talk about you know and maybe if you brought her like an episode about like exactly your guy's situation you know on another yeah. show right and maybe that opens up the conversation but you know i feel like you could have the conversation and be safe knowing that it's not going to end things between you guys. You know what I mean? Right. You're not like a lot of other of my guests where, you know, your girl doesn't even know that you're bi. I mean, she already knows she accepts it. Like you guys are pegging each other. You're talking like you're talking about what would a real dick would be. You know, it's, it's the next thing is to say, like, can I, would you be okay with me actually experiencing it? And, you know, and it, it, like you could be there, like you would, I would want you to be, you know, you could figure out how that would work for you guys. But I feel like you could say that. And if she says no fucking way, that's fine. Right. She's not going to leave you if you say that. I mean, it, there's not much difference between that and what you guys have already talked about. Right. You know, well, I think I think one of the hard parts too is that, and and we could probably work up to this, but she's going to be worried about diseases. You know, for sure. But why don't you tell her why? I mean, I really think in order to make a per- like, because I, I had a girl on recently. I just aired her episode. Actually, she wanted to play on the side of her relationship, but she wanted to play alone, and I was like, I don't think that that's good to start out that way you know what I mean because you could mm-hmm. maybe develop feelings and I think that makes another person a little bit more insecure because how do you know what's going on you know but if you play together and she sees that you're with the guy but you're using condoms and you guys are really protecting yourself because she's there at the same time right yeah then that takes it out of the equation you know, and, right. and and maybe that would make her feel more secure at first, you know, and so yeah. you could but you could give her all those options like, you know, listen, if you you got to take her into consideration, too. It's not just about you. Right. Like, so. Oh, yeah. So it's about you getting off. But, you know, you have to d- figure out what how that could work for her, you know, and what rules and regulations she would want to sort of need to happen to make her s- 
feel comfortable to, whether that's her being there or her not being there. Like we don't know, you know, but you'd have to talk to her about that, you know, but it'd have to be okay with the both of you, however it was going to work out. And you, you don't know what that would look like for her because you guys haven't had that conversation yet. Absolutely. You know, so we could guess what she would say and how she would feel, but like, you just have to go there. And I feel like you're, you're there. You're right yeah. there. <laughs> just say it. It doesn't, you guys are, you guys are together. Like you don't, it, there's no, there's that foundation is strong enough that, you know, everyone listening is feeling the same way too. You know, and there's right. a lot of people that wish that they were as close to that conversation as you are. You've done to me a lot. You've had a lot worse conversations with her that could have gone south, you know, mm-hmm. that did not So I don't feel like this will be any kind of deal breaker or any kind of bad conversation. I don't know why you haven't brought it up. We're going to end on this, but um, that's my last question for you. Like, why haven't you brought it up? I, I feel like even if I bring it up and she says no, and then I'm like, okay, then she is, her insecurities are going to go off the charts or, or in addition to, she's going to think that, okay, after all these years that he's told me these things and now he brought this up, he's going to go do it. So she's probably going to think that, whether the conversation ended in a yes or no, I'm about to go find some cock. Right, but um, you don't. I think if it's really, I think if it, if you really bring it up in a way that doesn't seem like you're jonesing for it, if you make it a sort of matter of fact or have it just come out out of the blue, you know, yeah. I, I think that that will make a difference with how she thinks about it afterwards you know what I mean like if it's a sit down I need you to sit down this is what you know I I would be a lot more concerned like oh god this is something that is really serious for him and something he really wants you know and and then maybe I start to think those things that you think she's gonna think but if you bring it up and when you're kind of fooling around and she's pegging you and you know when there's like you guys are hot and bothered it just might seem like a thing that you just thought about it and you just threw out there and it's not that big of a deal Right. That's how it has to be. It shouldn't be a whole sit down, you know, serious conversation. It'll get more serious if she says, "Okay, let's talk about this." But maybe bring it. Right. I know you. Right. I know you've tiptoed around it already. You know, you could. You you got to start tiptoeing around it. Like you got to be a little bit more direct, but still sort of flippant, and that will help, I think. But you got to put yeah. it out there. You got to do it. You have the balls to do all this other stuff. (laughs) I do. I do. Like, listen, you have a month. I do uh, updates at the end of uh, the year every year with people. You know, if you do it in the next three weeks, you'll be on my update show. If you don't, if you wait, if you do it next year, we'll have you on next year. And you can tell me your update. But (laughs) I'd be curious if you, you know, if you do it anytime soon, what happens? You could give me the update. But definitely keep me posted on what's going on. Thank you for being a very easy, I mean, like these kind of podcasts are really easy for me because I just sit back and listen. You told a really good story. You were good at telling it. Um, I've heard the smelly 
foot thing before because there's a, a reality show called Vanderpump Rules that I watch. And like one of mm-hmm. the guys on there, his girlfriend's like, oh, he likes for my feet to smell. <laughs> he was like, like, they totally right. talked about it, you know, so it's like well, a thing. Can, can I now you can either you can cut this out if you yeah, want. But yeah. I was going to add one more thing that I that's pretty big that I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I spent a couple of years as a massage therapist. So. Mm-hmm. If you can imagine the the foot, I yeah. Mean, oh my god! Every se- every session, I had hard you on. Know, well, I I I well, I would fight fight it as best I could because I tried to be professional. I was I I don't feel that I ever, you know, touched or acted inappropriately with any right. client ever. You know, but, you know, every now and then you would get, you know, that really sexy pair of feet come in and be like, oh, man. Yeah, but, I'm uh, sorry, but I can't believe you didn't bring this up in the midst of that, because that would be like a <laughs> foot fetish, like person's dream job. Right. I mean, like I just to get and, free thrills. Oh, what I wanted to add to that was that a lot of people, you know, if I just came up to someone and said that I had a foot fetish, they would immediately you know if they were wearing sandals or barefoot or something they would be like oh is this guy staring at my yeah feet? and i'm like you know yeah I, if you're barefoot i already noticed them but you know let's say your favorite body part is you know the butt or something and you see somebody at the gym that has a you know nice, nice butt yeah. and you know, a pair of pants or whatever shorts it's it's not like i can't control it and being a massage therapist was a prime example of that. And it's not like I ever did anything inappropriate with anyone. But, you know, just because somebody likes feet doesn't mean that they're, you Right, know, they're like lecherous pervert that's going to use your feet right. to it's, get it's, them it's off. Like, right. It's like the homophobes that, you Think know. Think that every like, guy oh, wants a fuck There's them. a gay guy yeah. in the shower and, and he wants to have sex with all the guys in the shower. I was like, you t- <laughs> no. Yeah. I was like, they have, you know, he. That person has, you know, a, a taste in what they are looking for or at, and so do I. Right. You know, no, that makes sense. To... That totally <laughs> makes sense. But I think, I don't know, it depends on when I edit this down. We're at an hour and 22 minutes. Like, I have to end it because it could never be longer than 120. But I okay. don't know if I keep it in or not. But, you know, if I keep it in, you'll hear it. But I'll let you know. But anyway. Okay. Uh, anyway, thanks for calling in and sharing all this interesting stuff because I didn't know a lot of this stuff about the foot fetish because I haven't had many on. I'm sure it's going to be a highly downloaded one because I bet you there's it's very common like pantyhose. Um, and keep me posted of what goes down with your wife if you ever bring it up for real. I sure will. I appreciate the time and uh, great show. I'm glad I uh, came across it not too long ago and I'm binge binge watching or binge listening now awesome awesome just don't tell your wife about it okay and i'll change your voice don't worry i actually did mention it but i don't know if she would like uh, (laughs) yeah that that maybe i should bring it up before uh the show comes out (laughs) well you let me know i don't know when i'm gonna air it because i have so many taped but so what you know you let me know okay okay it's it's fine but all right right, i appreciate it Thank you, Nate. Thanks so much for calling in. Keep me updated. All right. All right. Bye. Take care. Bye. Bye. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, 
Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.